We're continuing our topic, teaching expositionally, teaching the whole counsel of God, teaching the Bible verse by verse, a a distinctive in the Calvary chapels and many other churches, but something that we hold dear. And so let's take a look at the epistles. Um, We already looked at the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts. But when he wrote uh, to the when he wrote letters to the churches, at times he wrote to them about issues uh, related to the whole counsel of God, the whole word of God to teach the word, like Second Timothy chapter three. Let's turn there, Second Timothy three fourteen, and uh, we're going to look at verses like this where Paul has a passion for getting the word of God out, getting it to move forward into into lives, into cities. And his testimony in the book of Acts is really unfolded, expounded, clarified, validated, verified in his epistles. Why he, and, and it also shows why he had such a commitment to the whole counsel of God, to teach the whole word of God. Second Timothy 3.14 says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, And that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Oh, how we love these verses. You know, Paul urging young Pastor Timothy in the town, the city of Ephesus, continue in the things he he has learned from childhood. Look at verse 15, you know, speaking of a godly mother or a godly grandmother, both, who taught him the scriptures, the holy scriptures. Notice this, which are able. Very important uh, topic, dear to my heart, a subject to study, actually, relating uh, to the word of God is the ability of God's word. You know, we look for resource. I do. When I'm studying the scripture, I look for the wherewithal. The where is the resource, Lord, to do what you've called me to do? We've looked at the grace of God. We looked at the Holy Spirit. But look at the ability of God's word. Lives that take the word of God into their heart, into their um, situation, the Holy Scriptures, which are able. And we love, as Calvary Chapel pastors, as leaders, as ministers, we love to work on the word, work on the word. I mean, we love the verse, be diligent to present yourself, approve to God a worker that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We want to cut the word of truth. We're into hermeneutics and observation and interpretation and application and commentaries and word studies and digging into the word and working on the word. And I love this verse. I really love to work and study the word and be diligent in the word and rightly divide it and cut it straight and uh, learn the nuances and the language. But notice this, something even bigger than working on the word is letting the word go to work on us. Getting the word uh, to deal and change and transform our lives. You know, we talk about this. Uh, uh, Howard Hendricks said this. He said that interpretation without application is abortion. 
In other words, what he was trying to say is you abort the entire purpose of God's word. You know, you search the scriptures in them, you think you have life, but these were they that testified of me and you were unwilling to come to me. It's We can't go just on head knowledge alone. It has to come and trickle into the heart. You know that, I know that, and we're here just to remind one another of the importance of the Holy Scripture, it says, which is able. And as we walk in it and practice it and prayerfully seek God through it, uh, we will see transformation in our own lives and the lives we minister. The Pharisees, they were diligent to study the Word of God. They were searching the Scripture, though, for the wrong reason. But here in 2 Timothy 3.15, the ability of God's Word, the Holy Scripture, which is able, what's it able to do? If we bring the word into our lives, if we study it and seek it and then receive it as it is indeed in truth, the word of the very God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, almighty God, it's able, the Holy Scripture, able to make you wise, it says right here, for salvation. I mean, you know, without the word of God, we're foolish, we're worldly, we're carnal, we're separated from God. And the wisdom that I received was when the Holy Scripture was opened. I, I mean, I've told you this before. I'm convinced of this. I'm not just saying this. I read a Gideon's Bible and I got saved. I mean, there's power in the Word of God. It's able to save a soul. Literally, nobody was sitting there telling me to uh, raise my hand or step forward or I didn't read a track or a plan of salvation. I did eventually at the back of the Gideon's Bible, it explained salvation, which I gladly signed my name to. And yet it was simply the word of God penetrated my heart. And I could not believe how the passage I read spoke about my life. It was as if the word of God knew what was happening at that very moment in my heart, in my mind, in my life. And I asked the question, how, how did this book know my situation? And I was made wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. And how are, how, how are we? How is it that we're wise in following Christ? I was once foolish following all kinds of other paths in the world. The scriptures prove to me, to us, I'm convinced and convicted they're able to make us wise into salvation. It's the scriptures, uh, and it's that part of the scripture, the ability of the word of God that's important, that's being spoken of here. And uh, when we study these courses, when we're studying and learning and growing and uh, loving to seek to know to serve him to make him known it's the scriptures not only us working on the word but the word working on us and um, the ability of the word of god make you wise into salvation but once saved it goes even further second timothy three sixteen. all scripture is given by inspiration of god it's inspired um um but also i would say expired. I mean, God breathed. The breathing out of air literally is what the word is here, is that this is God breathed his heart, his mind, all that God wants humanity to know. God breathed it into the scripture, the very heart, mind of God, and in 
into and through the apostles and prophets. And they wrote what was actually what God wanted to say, not as automatrons. He used their, uh, you know, personality and their education and their background and their situation and their culture and their language and so forth and so on. He used their body, mind, personality, vocabulary, but God breathed it right through them. So all scripture is given by inspiration, divine inspiration from God. And it's not just religious words of man. It's the inspired word of God. It's not like the book of Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. I like some of it. I'm not much of a Shakespeare fan, but you could read the book, put it on the shelf and be done with it. Not so with the word of God. It's profitable. And there's a depth to it. It's unfathomable. There's more to it. There's layers upon layers of depth. And it's profitable for, even synonymous with, that has an ability or the ability of, the scriptures are able. You see that terminology in the word of God. The word of God is able. And then able to what? He describes it. They're profitable to bring spiritual benefit. They're profitable uh, for what? Second Timothy 3.16. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for inspiration, for instruction or in righteousness. We're benefited by God's word in all of those areas. First, let's talk about doctrine. Oh, man, talking about doctrine in churches today. Crazy things that people say. And, and, uh, and they'll even tell you, I don't get into doctrine. Like doctrine's a bad word or something. What do you do? Doctrine means teaching. And some churches simply aren't into teaching. They're into events and activity. And teaching the word of God is profitable to teach us the way of the Lord. I am not an event guy. And I need somebody uh, to come alongside of me and run events and activities. You know, some of my pastor friends... Um, stepped into a senior pastor role from being a youth pastor. So they're super event oriented and they thrive and they do so great. Not only can they teach the word, but they can do the events uh, and, and they're super uh, fun to be with. Man, all I like to do is study the Bible and read books. I'm boring and I want to talk about doctrine and, uh, you know, I want to do, I want to do biblical discipleship. I want to do evangelism. And that's about as far as I get when it comes to events. So I can be uh, less than effective and I need, that's why the body of Christ is so great. But I desperately, if you want to pray for me, I need uh, somebody to come alongside and compliment the work and call that is in my heart and my life. But anyway, moving on, 2 Timothy 3.16, not only that, not only doctrine, but it's able to reprove us. It's able to reprove us, 2 Timothy 3.16. Do you believe, are you convinced that you need at times to be reproved? <laughs> Something's not right. It's not good to be told that. Uh, brother, you're wandering sister. You're wandering off the path of fullness of life and all that Christ has for you. You bet. We all need this. All of us do. I do. You do. We all do as Christians. And guess what? The word 
of God is able to do just that. But not just reprove us, but correct us. The word of God is profitable, able to benefit in reproving and in correction. Okay, we're off track. How do I get back on track? Well, here's a correction. And even more than that, instructing us in righteousness. I mean, moving down the right path. That's what that means. His will, his way. The word of God is able to do all those things. That's what I need. The word of God is really able. I don't have what it takes. I can tell you uh, from experience that I've tried and, and tried to live to my best ability up to the call of God. And when I am in the word of God, do you know, he reproves me, but then he's so gracious, he's so kind, he's so loving that he brings a correction. Have you ever read the word of God and your thinking was just off kilter by a degree or two and he brings it right back on track? And then even going beyond that and instructing us in righteousness, in other words, you're on track now. Let me help you move down the path that the Lord has, his will, his way. The word of God is able to do that. We're not done here. Not only is it able to do all that, here's a great end result that you and I, the man, the woman of God, might be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it's a continual, lifelong process. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, you finally get complete on this side of heaven. It's continually working, completeness, maturity. We're getting equipped for good works. We're re, uh, you know, we kind of pivot and we re uh, reestablish ourselves every day as we need. And when the need arises, just a, a promise. This is a promise that we can cling to on the work of God, a, a maturity. It's able, listen, the word of God is able to make our lives whole, complete, and mature. And, and your life won't be missing anything. And that's one thing I want to talk about a bit. I want to take a side moment here. I'm stirred up about the sufficiency of the word of God. Many people will claim the word of God is enough. But when you really drill down into their lives and into their message, they do not believe the word of God is enough. They believe you have to add a humanistic psychological philosophy or some other thing to the word of God to make the word of God complete. And I don't believe the word of God leaves us that option. We are complete. When you want um, fulfillment, listen, thoroughly equipped, completely prepared for what every good work God has called us to do. And um, I think that's astounding. I think that's huge. I think that's big. If we could just see the good works that he has in mind, that he has in mind for you and me to walk in. And if we could see it clearly, we would be amazed. And, um, you know, I think that's just great. I mean, you know, a lot of things that God wants to do in our lives. Uh, whether it's marriage, uh, whether it's children and discipling those children and God using us in our families, in our churches, uh, in the business world, in the culture, as a uh, as a person in the marketplace, 
uh, people listening to this podcast are going to start ministries and be pastors or pastors' wives. Some will lead children's ministries. Others will be missionaries overseas. Uh, people will plant churches. Others will get become IT guys in the big industry with computers. Others are going to write books about the greatness of God. I mean, who knows? But the point is, God is going to do amazing exploits through his people, but it's about knowing the word of God, what God is able to do with a life. And he overwhelmingly will accomplish it um, through, we get equipped through the word of God. Not a little piece of the picture, the word of God, not a little truth to be tucked away. The word of God is able to work in all these ways in our lives practically and it's able to counsel any of the areas if we're in the word of God. A lot of people don't believe the word of God is uh, is uh, adequate or superior or sufficient for all the difficulties in this life. And yet the word of God declares about itself and promises it's a word of word from the Lord himself that our lives can be complete and we could be equipped for every spiritual good work. And Paul was impassioned in the book of Acts to teach the whole counsel of God. I hope you are too. Bye for now.